So sorry about that. Was some te- technical difficulties, but we'll just split this into a two-parter. Um, okay. No big deal. Um, okay, so I think I left off with Cam Newton, I believe. Like what? Uh, his well, yeah, like him. I personally, hats off to him. He's like kind of you know he's he's an, I would consider him as like an elite quarterback, but just like him fitting into Pittsburgh, just you know. If you look at like a entire puzzle, he just is like the odd puzzle piece that just won't fit into the puzzle. You yeah. know, he, I just don't feel like he would be like the best fit. Granted, you know, if Pittsburgh just desperately needs a quarterback, I'll, I'll, he'll be a good fit. But like, if he wants to, I just don't think he would be like the best option if the Steelers had to pick. And I, I just, I guess I get worried because with Pittsburgh and Big Ben, you know, how yeah. much longer is he going to sustain this? And, you know, can he stay healthy a full, you know, 16 weeks? So, <laughs> you know, to me, if I'm if I'm Pittsburgh, okay, maybe he doesn't fit great, but maybe can you reshuffle some things in the offense and make it more pro-cam so that mm-hmm. you can bring him in and then, you know, just in case Big Ben gets injured, you know, because mm-hmm. obviously I don't, if that happens again, I don't think Dodges or, or Rudolph are the answer. I don't Yeah. in my opinion. I, and I don't know how you feel about that. I, to me, it just feels like that's just not – that's not suitable for – Yeah. Because, you know, they're deep – them. So, mm-hmm. if they have a chance to go to uh, – Oh, my God. Jesus. Ten and six. Yeah, if they, yeah, if they have a chance to go to the playoffs, then yeah. Uh, that's yeah. That's kind of how the Steelers are like built on like success. You know, having a quarterback like uh, uh, Hodges or uh, uh, yeah, Philip, not Phillips. Um, thinking of the uh, Colts game on accident, but just having those two quarterbacks aren't necessarily the best option. If you want to have like the Steelers be competitive because, you know, they're going to turn the ball over obviously like last season, they just, they're just not consistent. They're going to have ups and downs. And if you just want a solid and that's what kind of sucks with big Ben, you know, he's kind of hitting it. He's it's like prime and he's just downhill from there. So yeah. how, long, how long can he stay healthy? Like you were saying too. So, yeah. So, you take a look at the rest of the schedule. You're at Bengals. We talked about that already. I think you win that. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you got my Colts, who two days after Christmas, you're going to be playing us. On my birthday. It's at at Pittsburgh, which I swear to God, like, I go play at Pittsburgh. Yep. Don't know why. We haven't played them at home in, like, five years. Uh, the last time you guys, uh, the last time the <laughs> Pittsburgh lost to Indianapolis, Paint Manning led the Colts to a 24-20 victory over the Steelers in week 10 of the 2008 season. Yeah. Since then, the Colts have lost six straight games to the black and gold. Yeah. Last year was just as abysmal. Uh, Jacoby Brissett gets injured in the middle of the game. Here comes Brian Hoyer. who you might as well go yeah. to the corner and grab a dead corpse 
uh, to yep. roll out on the field. And, uh, yeah, we lost the game. I think Vinny missed the field goal. It was just uh, not a great game for the Colts. And you guys mm-hmm. win again and somehow make a run to try to get to the playoffs, which you don't get to. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, yeah, it, it didn't look good. It was a sad time yeah. to be a Colt fan. Uh, I, I kind of, that game too was kind of a toss up, but granted, since that is my birthday, you know, I kind of, and not knowing with college football, if there's going to be bowl games, that's a different topic, but at least if that game is happening, you know, I'm going to cheer for my, uh, black and gold, obviously if it's on my birthday. So any other day I'll I'll cheer for the Colts since, you know, I'm a boiler maker. I live in the boiler maker state just getting that clear. Um, I, I cheer for the Colts when they're not playing the Steelers, you know, yeah. cheer for local teams. But when they're playing the Steelers, yeah, you know, I, I got to pick the Steelers. Yeah, I, understand. I, I mean, I cheer for the Bears, you know, uh, when they're not yeah. playing the Colts. So, I, I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, and then you're at, at Cleveland for the end of the season. That always seems to be pretty entertaining. Usually the Browns mm-hmm. have like seven ways they can make the playoffs and none of them happen. <laughs> So that's Baker made throw four interceptions the game or something to make it happen. Yeah, something I weird mean, like that. Yeah, it, it that'll always be fun. So, you know, I think the schedule in parts, there's the middle stretch that's pretty tough. That Ravens, Cowboys, <laughs> Titans, Eagles, Eagles. Schedule, that's 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 brutal. With the Browns in the middle, that's that is that is brutal. Um, but at Tennessee, at Baltimore, at uh, Dallas, that's just – that's yeah. kind of brutal right in the middle of the season. But other than that, you don't have to go to Denver. Denver's a tough place to play. Don't have to go there. Uh, you know, obviously you get the Ravens at home once, so that's not bad. And then at Buffalo is a tough place to play. So – and then the dog pound's never easy. So mm-hmm. – um, but you know, Philip Rivers gets to go to Heinz Field again um, mm-hmm. for the Colts. So we'll we'll see. I think uh, I'm not saying Pittsburgh's going to be bad, but that division is going to be tough. Yeah, tough uh, I'm kind of saying they're going to be ten and six. But granted, at the same time, I was thinking almost the same thing from last season. And you know, kind of going what this past two seasons, the first like six weeks were either one and five or were like two and four or something. So it really depends, especially going to that like brutal stretch. If we don't have wins, we're not going to go to the playoffs. If we have like one, two, at least two or three wins going into the Cowboys game. Yeah. You know, when we have, after we play the Cowboys, we play the Bengals, Jaguars, Ravens, Redskins, you know, if we, once we get to those, that's like the home stretch, but yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, that, that Dallas game, by the way, nice little rivalry game. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of the super, a lot of Super Bowls been played, Pittsburgh, Dallas. So those are mm-hmm. always a fun, fun game to watch. Well, and that, and that's the, if I'm not mistaken, is the Hall of Fame game to start the season two. Oh yeah, on that is. August. Yeah, that's weird because I, I guess I don't understand that because a lot of teams play in the preseason and then mm-hmm. play in the regular season. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I find that weird. I don't know why. Why yeah. would you play? teams you're gonna play in the regular season but i don't know yeah i have no idea um but yeah that is the hall of fame game you're correct um for that one and so okay let's say week three 
Big Ben goes down. What I mean, I guess we kind of went over already, but I mean, Cam Newton's the answer, right? I mean, is there anybody else? Uh, I kind of yeah, I I kind of off the top of my head, and that's kind of I would go with Cam Newton. You know, it's yeah. kind of throwing, trying to try some like Purdue court QB action in there too, like how Purdue has like four options for QB, oh, yeah. and obviously yeah. last season, you know, Sindelar got hurt, and then you got uh. O'Connor got hurt and you know just you know not everyone all quarterbacks have their weaknesses and strengths but you know at least Cam Newton you know he's typically you know he's mediocre uh consistency unlike the Dodgers and Duck who are wildly inconsistent they could throw touchdowns like six touchdowns on interceptions and then the next game they could just be abysmal and just not even yeah. make a touchdown. So, yeah. I I say if Big Ben does go down, Cam Newton probably would be the answer, in my opinion. But uh, I mean, I I just don't think if you're if you're the if you're the Steelers, I just don't think you go with either of those two guys again. Yeah, because they just played I, I, so bad last year. Yeah, I kind of in my mind too. Like this draft you know we didn't get necessarily the best picks especially since like our first pick was like what like 67th or something but like next season you know i if i was uh the head manager for the steelers my first pick for next draft would probably if i was if i was him i would probably pick a qb just to be safe just because you know this big Ben does get hurt and he decides that he doesn't want to play again, then, you know, kind of need a QB if you want to not be pull of Browns and not win a game an entire season. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So all the NFL, um, we already talked about some dark horse teams. Well, who, who, I guess real quick, who do you think wins the Super Bowl in 21? Hmm. My mind, I kind of – I'm a Saints fan just, you know, I'm a Steelers and Saints fan just because of Drew Brees. And I I personally, I feel like the Saints are going to make it to the Super Bowl and Drew Brees is going to get his super uh, second Super Bowl. And then he's going to retire and go to uh, Sunday night football after the season. But that's my pick. Might be a little bit biased. I won't say, you know, yeah. did Drew Brees go to Purdue? Am I a Purdue fan? Eh. Maybe, but I feel like <laughs> I, I I personally feel like the Saints they they they're gonna make it to the Super Bowl, but I I gotta say yeah. you know San Francisco for three quarters was in that Super Bowl and ready to win. Mm-hmm. The fact that they let Patty Mahomes do what he did, yep, and come back in that football game, they are gonna be out for blood and vengeance. They are gonna be hunting down teams like it's no other. Mm-hmm. I think the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl. And I think they are going to be on a revenge tour. I think, you know, the NFC, they're going to take the NFC by storm. I, I really do. Like, see a Packers, see a Saints, see a, you know, see everybody. We're, we're, we're winning this freaking thing. Because we should have won it this year. We didn't. <laughs> We're going back, and we don't care if we face Patty Mahomes, Tom Brady, or Aaron Rodgers, or whoever. I mean, we're we are. It's done. And so I, 
I think the Niners win. I, I really do. I think that Super Bowl loss is going to drive them this season. I think there's no Super Bowl slump for either of those mm-hmm. teams. Um, I wouldn't mind a rematch of those teams, honestly, because it was a good Super mm-hmm. Bowl. Um, but, you know, watching Patty Mahomes is so fun. I am just ready for a Lamar, Patty Mahomes, AFC championship in Baltimore or Kansas City. I the offensive shootout that's going to happen. I no, I'm pretty sure if I'm not mistaken, uh, Kansas City plays at Baltimore on Monday yeah. Night Football on September 28th. Yeah, that's like was that week three or week four? Uh, week three. Yep. Three. That yep. That is the biggest game of the season, and the fact that ESPN was given a game of that magnitude, they mm-hmm. need to be thanking Roger Goodell and the schedule makers. And sending them yeah. Christmas turkeys for the rest of the, their lives because that game with whoever announcers they get is going to be huge. I mean, that's yeah. the biggest game of the season. I mean, I, I can't even. I mean, that and like you know, Brady Breeze is up there, I guess, and mm-hmm. you know, Rogers, Bre- Rogers, Brady, but like, dude, Mahomes and, and Lamar, like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, that this is the new wave and those two are going to be at each other's throats in the same conference. So uh, that's just a huge game. Um, but I guess if you had to pick a dark horse for the Super Bowl, like some guy you really – no one was thinking of, what do you what do you think for that? Mm, dark horse. Um, I would probably either say – Going back to what I was saying earlier, too, I would, I honestly personally would not be surprised if uh, the Broncos yeah. or even the make it to the Super Bowl. You know, they pull a Cinderella, they just get the right matchups, and they just, they do like a, they do what the Titans did last year just to find the odds. You know, they were, they were close yeah. to making it to the Super Bowl, but, you know, I, in my mind, it's, I would put money down and say Denver or uh, Buffalo to make it to the Super Bowl as yeah. my dark horse. So, I guess dark horse, it's quite interesting. Um, I think a lot of people are uh, – a lot of uh, – I'm not going to say Miami because I know they're not going to make the Super Bowl. I just think once Tua gets in there, like that team's going to completely change. Um, yeah, but you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, that's a t- I asked you that question. I should be able to answer my own questions, but like, I feel like the NFL, like, I feel like the Jets, like, you know, Sam Darnold's healthy. They lost a lot mm-hmm. of games when he was out. I'm not, gonna, mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I think they could go to the playoffs and make a run, especially now yeah. the Patriots are 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 done. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and and heck, you know, that, that's going to be my dark horse is the Patriots. That's what I'm picking because I don't think anyone is expecting New England to do anything at all. Yeah, with Stidham, and you know, as we learned with Bill Belichick teams, you know, mm-hmm. when you ride them off, it tends to come up and bite you in the rear end. So yeah, you know, you, you got to take that with what it's worth, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel like New England is probably the biggest underdog of them all because everybody. Mm-hmm. And the mother is saying, oh, Stidham this, Stidham that, Stidham's trash. Mm-hmm. What does this kid can, you know, what can this kid do? Everybody's pretty much left, you know, mm-hmm. Gronk, Tom, they're all tired of Belichick. I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But I would say New England, which is probably one of the biggest underdogs of the season, just because you know they've got uh, so much less talent, and, and you know mm-hmm. all they got is Edelman and them. So I, I'd have to go New England with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's a whole thing. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see Pittsburgh uh, this season. I think they'll be fun mm-hmm. to watch. Yeah, uh, and I mean you've—it's been a while since we talked, but you, the whole Antonio Brown thing and the whole—I mean, you've had to go through so much this year as a as a Brown fan or as a Steeler fan, right? I mean, uh-huh. oh yeah, we had the we had Brown and then we had Bell, and then yeah. watching all the Gridiron Heights episode on YouTube of yeah. all the funny memes. Like it, it kind of got down to my heart, especially since like uh, I got my first ever Steelers jersey was Antonio Brown, yeah. and I still have it in my closet. But you know, every single day it's like, should I just use it to clean my car or something? Yeah, just like a nice little. Yeah, bag. I, don't, yeah. I don't. Should I just keep it? It's like a Amelia. Well, like I, I still have my Andrew Luck jersey, so I don't know. I know that's completely well, two different <laughs> cases, but. I yeah. even that I think that one year where we needed the Browns to beat the Ravens, I I wore my Antonio Browns jersey even though he didn't play because he got pulled over for going 100 miles per hour. I think that week or whatever, I put an S after the Browns because I was cheering for the Browns just so we could make it to the Super Bowl, not Super Bowl, make it to the playoffs. But other than that, that was like the last time I ever wore that jersey. But yeah, I yeah I yeah. I do remember that. Um, Okay, so I think that wraps up for about NFL, but there was one breaking news that I got today on Twitter, and that is No Jail Eastern is now a Michigan Wolverine. Yeah. If you want to – if I'm just an FBI agent, just brand new out of Quantico, and I saw that, uh, I would probably be – smelling around and saying that's a little bit fishy just just in my opinion you know and who and why would who, that be I who, why would that be i would say just you know you know who 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 goes in the transfer portal on tuesday which is yeah tuesday yeah and just says oh yep i'm in the transfer portal and then in less than what 24 hours oh yep i made my decision up like that doesn't throw a red flag not yeah, you know a little bit quick a little bit quick on the trigger yeah. there and and it's in the same sense yeah same sense too that it's like staying in the big 10 you know it's you know matt harms he took almost like what two weeks for his decision yeah, and he was he, narrowing it down and, you know he went away from the big 10 and went mm-hmm. to byu and go go mm-hmm. with the mormons and have five wives and have fun mm-hmm. have fun yeah. well and i i i i Yes, I'm kind of sad to see Matt Harms go because his energy, yeah, like his his excitement on the court was just, you know, you, you can't match that. You know, when he's pumped up, he's pumped up. Yeah. But like, in the same sense, he at least graduated from Purdue and is getting his degree, so he's technically like going to be like Evan Boudreaux or John Octius or yeah. uh, any other transfer. You know, yes, it's sad to see him leave, but for Nojel Eastern, uh. AKA Kevin Durant 2.0. Um, he's not graduating from Purdue. He yeah. just switched, and it's a little fishy because, uh, you know, yeah. I've seen his uh, free throws 
Uh, a lot of Purdue fans who are relieved that we don't have to endure his abysmal, just terrible three throws. Like, yeah. I saw all the memes people were posting today. Like, I'll be hosting a uh, free throw clinic outside my Michigan hotel. <laughs> like, <laughs> oof. <laughs> oh, uh, talk about uh, a deep burn right there. Jeez. I mean – I thought Harms was a lot of unfilled potential. I think mm-hmm. if he could have gotten into the weight room and really have gotten as strong as like, you know, some of these guys like Hammonds or and and not even Haas because Haas is just naturally strong. But like, yeah, if he could have, I, I feel like he never put a lot of muscle on himself, and so I feel like if he would have put more muscle on, he would have done done a lot better. Good luck to him. He has to go lose to Gonzaga and St. Mary's twice a year. Yep. So, yeah, good luck to him. Uh, and good luck to – or actually not good luck to Nogel Eastern. He went to Michigan. Yeah. That is completely yeah. unacceptable. Yeah, he's – it's not even like he's going to get, like, playing time because, what, he yeah. averaged, what, four points a game or something Yeah. this past season? Like, yeah, you played good defense, but literally you're going to do what, sit out a year? And you won't be able to play until 2021, 2022, technically. So, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, he just floated down the wall back there. I, I could not yeah. care less, to be quite yeah. honest. I'm done talking about it. And I'll tell you this mm-hmm. I think Coach Painter had a comment today on 1070, the fan, I think, or some, some radio station around uh, Indiana. He said, you know, you're a boilermaker if you finish it all the way through, you know? Mm hmm. If you graduate and stay here, you're a boilerman, you know, and the fact that not only do you leave, okay, and abandon mm-hmm. your teammates, you go to Michigan, the one team yeah. that has been in Purdue's craw forever, who have just mm-hmm. beaten the living daylights out of us year in and year out, and you go mm-hmm. and you turn to the enemy like that. Yeah. It's just, it's unforgivable. At least, yeah. at least with Harms, you know, he went to BYU. BYU, we may even see them in the tournament. I doubt it. If, if, you know, if we make the tournament, whatever, you know. Michigan, we're going to see, you know, a couple times a year and then in the Big Ten tournament. So mm-hmm. that just hurts me as a Purdue fan yeah. because, you know, I, I now have to stare at that guy who, who left and thinks he's so great mm-hmm. and now he's going to mm-hmm. Michigan. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm pretty sure when he comes back to Mackey, it is going to – it's going to be oh. like that Virginia game and whatever is that uh, – I forget his name. Oh, Malgi Mudadart or whatever. Yeah, Mag- 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 yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm like the blonde dyed hair or whatever. He got absolutely booed at Mackey. And I was in, I was in the paint crew. But I, I'll tell you, if uh, No Jail is still on uh, Michigan's roster the next time they come to Mackey, he is going to get the lid. Being H E L double hockey sticks. So I'll tell you that. Just yeah. booed cloud because you know I don't know. It is what it is. It Can't. is what it is, man. What it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well I'm, I'm kinda looking, I'm kinda looking forward to uh next season though, you know, if it does happen, you know. Especially if we get Harrison Ingram, you know, that's probably a topic for a different day. But if we get him, we're going to be loaded come 2021. But we'll save that for a different day. Real quick, do you think uh, 
Purdue is going to have football this year? Do you think you guys will go back in the fall or what? Uh, well, with what I'm seeing from uh, Mitch Daniels, a.k.a. if you're a Purdue student, you call him Daddy, Daddy Daniels. Daniels. Uh, All right. Daddy Daniels, yep. Um, he is – and a board of trustees are wanting Purdue to start campus in the fall. Okay. So what it would be was we would start in August uh, and then go all the way up to Thanksgiving break and then do remote learning after that. So finals and two weeks after Thanksgiving break would be online and we wouldn't have a fall break just to minimize the travel and stuff. But I would say uh, seeing what James Franklin of Penn state was saying, um, we might just do like a conference only. So we might lose playing the air force Memphis and Boston College, which, in my opinion, kind of sucked because I was looking yeah, forward to those, those were games. Be some you know, good matchups. I think for the most part. Yeah, those matchups. You know, it's not like a low tier. Oh, we're playing Ball State or UConn. No, yeah. You know, like some other schools in the state. It's <clears throat> Indiana, IU, uh, Bloomington. Uh, cupcakes. <laughs> um, you know. Granite, granite, granite. Granted, next season we're playing UConn, but oh. at the same time we're playing Notre yeah. Dame too. So, like, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. It's not like we're yeah. – yeah, we're not playing cupcake I, every I single the year. I so. IU played Notre Dame was in 1993, and I think the score was like 53 to nothing, and I think IU got obliterated. <laughs> so at least we keep it close with Notre Dame, and so, you know. Yeah. It's all good. But, you know – Especially for next season, you know, most of our games, you know, I kind of want to get the bucket back. As do I. Like, it kind of – it really sucked. It, it really kind of did suck. But at the same time, when all the IU fans are like, oh, we're all high and mighty. But when you had to remind IU fans, and I can remind uh, your cousin who was on because I was listening to the podcast how he's like an oh, IU yeah. fan. So, I'll give him a nice little – Well, he's going, to, he's going to Bloomington um, next year, so – Oh, oh, that uh, down, team down south, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll make a quick shout out. It's been a 1,545 days since the last time IU beat Purdue men's basketball. Just putting that well, out there. When he listens but to this, he's going to love that because it's always a great stat to bring. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but literally, you know, IU played no one. Like the best team that they beat last season was five and seven. Yeah. Like they beat. They didn't beat anyone good. And they had to take us, Purdue, who was injury-filled, yeah. to three OTs. Granted, we could have won an OT. I I was sitting in the front row, and I was as seriated as any other Purdue fan because literally we 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 were so close. Yeah. Especially, you I, know, uh, I was at that game, and what... I don't remember much of it. And I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's Anyway. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, so uh, I would say this would be the point of the podcast where I say, do you want to plug anything? But I mean, is there anything you'd like to say before uh, we end the show tonight? Um, hmm. I did say I, I'm reading uh, on Twitter right now, and apparently TMZ is saying James Harrison said Tom, Mike Tomlin handed me an envelope after violent hit. In 2010. Oh, so I guess we could we could we could leave that. I could leave that right oh. there if you want. <laughs> well, uh, that's, that's that's a cliffhanger. Mike Tomlin. Uh, back next Mike time. Tomlin likes to trip and give envelopes to people. What? Oh boy. 
What? What's going oh, boy. on? Well, stuff oh. to discuss for later, Isaac. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thanks for having me so again, much. Tommy. And uh, we'll, we'll see you around the bend. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Right. Thank we'll you, Tommy. Bye. bye. Did you end? I'm still recording, but I'm trying to get this recording off.